This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. Knowing what fly fishing gear to purchase and use has to be one of the most confusing aspects of fly fishing. Would you agree with that, Dave? There are so many brands. There are so many different nuances Mm. to the brands and lines within the brands. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I just purchased a reel that I'd actually never heard of before (laughs) (laughs) on a recent fly fishing trip. So I think it is an important topic, what gear you should, should buy. And every time I'm with a new fly fisher, which I was just recently, and helped him purchase uh, his first set of gear, I just am amazed at how much is out there and the stories that the brands tell. It's very confusing. Yeah, it really is. So we're simply going to talk about uh, the fly fishing gear that we use today. And we're going to focus on the big things. We're not going to talk about, uh, you know, the, the little forceps or uh, fly float. And, uh, well, that's, that's for another day. We're going to or talk tackle, about, you know, right. tackle in general. Ta- right. We're just going to talk about kind of the big chunky yeah. items of fly fishing. Yep, absolutely. And, and we think that... Uh, Understanding a few basics will will help you if you are a a new uh, fly fisher. And I think as we begin today, it's really important to know that as we talk about the gear we use, uh, that we are not a shill for that brand, meaning we're not being paid for by that brand. That's right. And, you know, some podcasts are sponsored, which is great. Um, yeah. But it's important to note that nobody's paying us under the table. We're right. not getting you know, affiliate dollars by mentioning certain brands here. We're just simply telling you about what we use and, and why we use it. But if you're listening and you uh, own one of those brands and we mention it, uh, feel free to, to send us the check. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> send us a few dollars. <laughs> It'll go towards our fall yeah. fly fishing trip. That's exactly right. <laughs> yep. So I think as we talk about some basics before we get into um, you know our things that we talk about, I think it's important that we both spend more money on our fly fishing rod than almost any other piece of gear. Yeah, that's and really true. And why is that, Steve? Mm-hmm. Well, that's really the the most important part. I mean, you can uh, you know your casting is so critical, and you know your your reel is holding the line. And I realize that the fish uh, fight against that. You can use your reel, but uh, you, you've got to have that rod that gets your line out there. That's that's what you use to play the fish, and, and it really does, it really does make a difference. So, what fly rod do you use for most of the fishing that you do? Well, what fly rods? I guess you could say, you know, back in the day when the first really quality fly rod that I bought, uh, the first graphite. See, I had. Uh, you know, back when I first started fly fishing, they weren't using graphite. They were using fiberglass. And Fenwick was kind of the, the How big, old are you? Yeah. <laughs> the, about th- three or four months older than you are. Oh, Come on. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that hurt, didn't it? Yes. Little Homer Simpson there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're well, about anyway. as old as Homer Simpson. Oh, man, no kidding. <laughs> so I started using a Fenwick. In fact, I even made a couple of rods. I, I bought the blanks, the fiberglass blanks, and then tied on the guides and put the core candle on. It was kind of cool. But it was in the mid-90s when I, I, I guess I had bought a really cheap graphite rod before that, but when I, I knew that I needed a nine-foot, six-weight rod for the West, that was a standard. 
uh, I had uh, been kind of mentored by a guy named Bob Granger, and uh, you know he he was uh, he was big on Orvis. They they were and and in some ways still kind of are sort of the blue collar, you know, very high quality, but uh, maybe a little affordable than some. So I bought a I bought a Norvis, a nine foot six weight. It, it served me well, but then. I uh, remember when I moved here to Illinois and we started making all these trips to the West. It was about the time where airlines changed their policy because uh, I had a two-piece rod. Remember, you used to walk oh, yeah. on with the, yep, yep. the rod tube. Well, then all of a sudden that's going to be a carry-on. You know, 25 bucks, so that's 50 bucks uh, a flight, uh, I mean a trip. So... I had saved some money and thought, okay, when we're in Bozeman, I'm going to buy another Orvis rod. But when we got there, Fly Shop, where I always buy my Orvis rods, they didn't have a nine foot six in a in a decent, I guess, the model that I wanted. So we went to another Fly Shop and I looked at a Sage, and I was all ready to buy it. But then I picked up the Winston, and I just loved the feel of it. It kind of felt like an ultralight. So I. Uh, you know, that, that was my big purchase, and I thought, well, I'm, I'm going to use this thing for the next 30 years. You know, as long as the rod uh, is under that, that breakage warranty, I'm going to use this thing. So, yeah, that, that's the one that I bought. I, I don't regret that for a minute, but... Uh, so you fish with yeah. a 9'6 Winston yeah. for most of your fishing in the West. You right. also have like an 8'4 weight. I have an 8.5'4 weight. That's a Norvis. I, I really like that. Uh, great great little rod and, and really those are my two go-to rods I uh, Bob Granger actually gave me a nine foot eight weight when I was moving here he said here you might need this uh, if you get into some of those salmon and so I've used that uh, for salmon fishing and yeah that works well but really my all-around is, is that nine foot six so I know that you are a Winston junkie simply because I saw on Facebook the other day that your son Luke just picked up a Winston. Yeah, yeah. Tell that's me the right. story about that. Well, the problem with that is that he had used mine. And so, so how can a college kid afford a $800 rod? Well, he can't. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we had we had worked it out. We were going to put a certain amount of money uh, aside so that he could get a rod and uh, said, you know, you can do what you want. We, I can get you a you know, basically a $500 fly rod, or if you want to spend the money, you know, here's the, the Sage, uh, the Sage one, which is a great rod. We looked into that, but the thing is we were going to meet in Denver and there wasn't time for him to, uh, you know, to order that from anywhere. And that they didn't, they had it in Denver, but they didn't have a six weight. So it was either, you know, get something for 450 or 500 bucks, which would have been fine. But he likes that Winston so much that uh, just decided, and he had worked this summer, so. Just take out a little extra student loan. Yeah, well, <laughs> thankfully, that's the nice thing. He doesn't have any student loans since he's on a football scholarship. And uh, yeah, they, that's a pretty good deal. So he worked this summer to pay his rent, but he had some money uh, left over. So he's so. a completely broke college student, but he has a $800 he, Winston rod. That's exactly right. <laughs> And I should point out, back in the day when I got it, it was 600 and I thought, oh, man, th this is just insane. Uh, but now I look back and think, yeah, that was uh, that was actually a, a good price. Yeah. yeah. So how about for you? What, what rod do you do you like? I have used and broke a lot of rods in yeah. years. Oh. Um, and currently, I just purchased a Sage 1. 
Yep. And great ride. And the reason I did so was because it was on sale. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually I had selected an H2 Norvis H2. It actually mentioned that on this podcast. I'd never purchased, but I had fished with it several times, and I'd use it when I'd go out. Um, uh, I had a friend who had one, and or a guide who had one who would let me use it, and I was all set to buy it. And, and then when I was talking to this fly shop owner out in Bozeman, Montana, Toby, and we went back and forth. He said, you know, the H2, you know, it, it has an intuitive load to it. You'll like it. He said, but, you know, the Sage 1, he said, is just, you know, for distance. And he said, for performance, mm-hmm. you should buy it. And so I had never used a Sage. <laughs> so I said, okay, I'm taking your yeah. advice. So yeah. I, <laughs> I purchased that Sage, and I just used it for the first time. Uh, in Colorado and I'm telling you the way that thing loads in your hand I immediately was able to I think cast yeah. at least twice mm-hmm. the distance I had with my eight and a half five weight Orvis rod wow that's great so you're getting it out there what now maybe 15 20 feet <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I couldn't resist that but here's yeah. the story so this mm-hmm. friend that I took out fly fishing he is a newbie and so he asked me what should he purchase and so I was real cautious with him do not buy the high-end rod. He could afford it. You know, he could mm-hmm. afford the 800 yeah. fly rod and the $500 yeah. reel. I said, absolutely not. Yeah. I forbid you to, you know, to purchase that. Yeah. So he bought a Scott uh, fly rod. So he didn't listen to you, right? No, <laughs> exactly. I think he paid 300 350 for oh. the rod. So oh, it was not yeah. an $800 oh, yeah. Scott okay. rod. No. So, um, and so when we got to the High Mountain Lake where we were fishing, he had never fly fished before. So I put his rod and reel, put it all together for him, and I cast it out there a couple times. I am telling you, I could not tell the difference between his Scott yeah. rod and mm-hmm. my Sage One, which was about yeah. three or four hundred dollars more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, it was just I, the way it loaded, the way it. Um, mm-hmm. I just yeah. really liked its feel. So that is actually how I think about I gear in general. I'm yeah. not as brand mm-hmm. conscious. Um, mm-hmm. So I think the point is you as you go deeper into fly fishing and you fly fish more, you want, I think always Mm -hmm. to go upstream in terms of your rods. Sure. Um, Mm -hmm. but I am not brand loyal on that. If it feels good or if I get a strong recommendation, I'll, Mm -hmm. I'll do it. And I really like that Sage one. And the crazy thing is, is that we, when we completed our trip and I got back into my truck, so all the stuff was in his truck. I actually grabbed his Scott rod instead of my Sage and brought it back to Chicago. (laughs) So right now I don't even have my rod. It's it's in his house in uh, Colorado Springs. So boy, he 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 made out well. That's a great trade. (laughs) Yes, he did. He said, "Do you want me to uh, send that to you by mail?" And I thought. "Eh." Um, well, you're, you're making progress, Dave. At least you're not leaving <laughs> rods on the top of my truck yeah, like that one true. time. Although I think that was because you wanted a new rod. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> right. And I was getting some pushback at home. But then when I had, hey, I have no fly rod, then yeah, all of a sudden. So you uh, use a Winston and I use yeah. a Sage 1. For most, I also yeah. have, it has a, have a other yeah. rods. But or, my Orvis, yeah. I'll have to say, though, in the last few years, it's mainly been an Orvis because my son Luke has used my Winston. And. You know what? Other than it's eight and a half, four weight, and sometimes I want a little bit more, you know, half to it, five or six weight. It, it's been great. I I really can't tell a huge difference. It, it's the same thing. I, I love the feel of the Winston, but that little uh, that little Orvis eight and a half, four weight is sure sweet. It's uh, 
I, I agree. Spend, you know, if, if you're going to spend money, a little bit more money somewhere, spend it on the rod. Absolutely. But, but there's no need to go crazy. So know. tell me the reel that you chose, because you purchased a new reel recently as well. Yeah, you know, I've I've always been of the mindset that, uh, yeah, spend less on the reel. And one of the guys, another mentor, a guy named Jerry Williams, he was a ranger in, in uh, Rocky Mountain National Park, and he always said that, and, uh, it, and it's really true. I mean, the first reel I had was like a 595 Martin fly reel, <laughs> and that was really cheap. But when I got that Orvis rod... Um, the Orvis or the Winston? No, when I got the Orvis, the, the first Orvis I got, I, I got a bat and kill, the Orvis bat and kill. And that's sort of that blue collar. For years, they were 98 bucks, which, which seemed high to me, but you know that thing performed really well. And last year, when I, I realized I was going to have some family, uh, sons-in-law and, and uh, son and, and even daughters-in-law fly fishing, you know, I scrounged together all the rods we had and realized I, I need another reel. And I was going to buy a bat and kill, but, but actually our friend Toby uh, in Bozeman kind of talked me out of that. They've changed that a little bit. And, and I said, well, I don't want to spend much more money than that. I, I had a gift certificate for my kids. So I said, I'd, I'd go as high as 150 And he said, well, we'll get a Lamson. And I, I got a Lamson. It's, uh, it was made in Idaho. I, I like it. It's, it's, you know, it performs well. I don't really notice any, I mean, it, it feels different, but I can't say, oh yeah, this is better than the bat and kill. I, I really like those older bat and kills. They, they were just, they're, they're great. But that's a thing for me. I mean, I'm, I'm not loyal to a particular brand on the reel. I, you know, it's whatever is, you know, I'm probably not going to pay 29 bucks, but you know, anywhere from 80 to 150 bucks, that's probably the range I'm going to, you, know, you can get a decent reel for that. And uh, even, even if I had more money, I don't know if I would put it into the reel. Yeah. Yeah. I put How about it you? Into, well, you know, I just purchased another reel. In fact, on my trip to Colorado, walked into the fly shop in Buena Vista. Because you had bat and kills. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Through the years I've used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. In fact, that's all I've ever used, yeah. and mostly at the recommendation of, mm -hmm. of you, right? Yeah. And so I walked into the fly shop really about four days ago and and I said you know I've got a new sage one I'm looking for a reel and so the shop monkey that's what he called himself a shop monkey and he had he looked to be about 35 he looked like he was kind of road hard like mm -hmm. <laughs> he, he he guides and he fly fishes wow. but really helpful guy he says you know have you ever thought about a Ross reel I'm thinking nope don't mm -hmm. think I've even heard of Ross yeah. I've heard of Taylor I've heard of all these brands and and so he said, well, here's, here's one. It was about 80 bucks. There's a lower end one for about 40. And then there's one for 80 and it was all black. Um, he said they're made in Colorado. Although it also says it's made in China. Maybe there's, maybe it's assembled in Colorado. Okay. So I, yeah. I took the reel. It's a nice, really, mm -hmm. I yeah. thought it was a great reel. And I, you know, he put the backing on and it's got a Ross, it. It's Ross, you said. It's a Ross. Yeah, that's a good brand. R-O-S-S, about yeah. mm -hmm. 80 bucks. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's different levels, but I figured, yeah, it's just oh, a reel. Yeah. So I, you know, I had I only fished it once, but it, it's a reel. I mean, that's right. kind of how I think about yeah. brands. So I mean, you, you do want something when you're fighting a fish that you can set the drag and it'll strip out line at the right rate. But, Absolutely, but it has a nice drag system. But on it's it. hard to say that uh, that spending twice that much that you're going to notice a huge difference. Now some fly fishers might, and 
And I'm sure when you get into some of the higher end things, but you know what? We, we've done fine with those uh, those mid-level uh, reels. They, they really are good. Well, if you're a fly fishing professional yeah. and you have somebody sponsoring you, yes, yep. they're going to give you your gear. I remember going out with someone out in Montana recently um, and he was trying out the new some new boots and they were the top most expensive boot but they were given to him to test yeah well yeah Mm -hmm. if i you know i would take the top of the line boots as well if i Mm -hmm. you know if i was able to you know test it and receive them for free so anyway okay so let's move from reels to vests and and what we use really for um, our tackle so what do you use you know i do like a vest i uh i think i started using one by the time i began to fly fish and i've I've uh, I've had the little uh, it, it's sort of a what would you call it a front pack um, you know that that's fine it doesn't carry quite as much stuff I've I've thought about getting a, a lanyard to take with me when I hike up into the mountains but you know what even that vest doesn't take up much space it's just it's how much stuff you have in it I've never really liked the lanyard. Yeah, I, especially not, if I'm I haven't hiking used, somewhere. No, I haven't used one. I think if you're hiking somewhere, that's in your pack, and you don't get that thing out until you uh, actually start fly fishing. But yeah, it could it could bounce around a little bit. I, I think some of them there's ways that you can secure them to your shirt, so it's not doing that. But uh, yeah, just just a vest. Again, brand doesn't matter. I think years ago I. I got an Orvis, and, and one thing I do like about it is that it's the the, f- the fiber on it. It's not it's not quite the dry fit, but it's not a it's not cotton. You know, that's the worst thing. If you buy a cheap cotton vest, it's it's cotton. So when it rains, uh, it's just a mess. You know, it, and it, it takes day a day or so to dry it out. And if it doesn't get dried out, it gets moldy. So. Uh, I had that. I've had that Orvis for 20 years. In fact, one of the pockets is torn out. But it's like I, I don't need a new vest. You yeah. know, it's it's fine until that thing rots out. Until more pockets tear out, uh, I'm I'm good with it. How, how about you? Well, I used a vest up until a couple years ago, and I was out with a guide in uh, Utah, and it was a young kid and very talented guide, and he used a satchel. And it's a fish pond satchel, so I picked one up, and I've, I've really used it. It took me a while to get used to it. I've talked about this before. It's a little bit like a junk drawer, kind of a tossed salad, even with the pockets in there, kind of everything rolls around, which is actually okay with me. That works I, for you. Yeah, it does you're, work you're for kind me. of that way. I remember in college once going into your dorm room, and there was dollar bills crumpled up onto your <laughs> your desk. I, mean, I am that, not a slob. No, that's like my youngest son and that's like my brother Dave. You know, I'm I'm the oldest child. I've my wife though is more like you. She's that random so I'm I'm not as much as a neat freak as I have been. But that that makes perfect sense. That's why you like a satchel. That would totally. drive me crazy. And I know where it's at. Now there are some pockets where I keep specific things in there, but it, yeah. there's not a ton of pockets in there. Yeah. Um, but on this most recent trip, um, because we were hiking in quite a ways, uh, I was about four four and a half miles in. I decided to wear the vest, and I used my fish pond. I have a little fish pond day pack, yeah. so I mm-hmm. did not take my satchel with, and I stuffed my rain gear and you know my food and actually some of my tackle in the fish pond. But then I put um, 
I, I didn't have everything on the vest. So I still mm -hmm. have my old vest. Yeah. It was actually, I, I remember I, in using it recently, I thought, you know, I, this is not bad. But I, I still like that yeah. satchel, especially in Montana. For some reason, sure. I like yeah. the satchel. So we use the satchel. Let's move on to waders, which I think, yeah. um, you know, outside the rod are a big, you know, yeah. big mm -hmm. piece of gear. W what kind of waders do you have and why? Well, I have a couple pairs of waders. Uh, the first pair I bought was uh, back 20 years ago. I, I got a pair of Patagonia, and I paid less than $200 for them. Now, I've heard, maybe you know more than I do now, that their stuff is a little higher end. But back in the day, that was, that was a really reasonable purchase. And you know what? I still use those. My, my son uses those a lot now. And then when I probably... 12 or 13 years ago uh, I had some friends that went together and they bought they gave me a pair of Sims waders one of them worked at Sims you know it's a Bozeman company now I want to say this I, I think a lot of Sims and I think it's cool because of the Bozeman connection but uh, they tend to be higher end and, and quite frankly I wouldn't have bought I wouldn't have bought a pair of Sims at least that pair they were the top uh, of the line see what Sims does every year or so is they came out with a new model and I swear every year there, there's there's another whistle or bell or probably a GPS or something in it. Exactly. Because really they, they cater to high-end fly fishers and so they're going to keep pushing the envelope as long as you get investment bankers from Chicago that come out and fly fish and you know they don't care about plunking down a grand for a pair of waders. They're going to do that yeah, and that's, yeah, that's exactly. fine. Well, I have great respect for the Sims Yeah, brand. it's great quality. Absolutely, great right. respect. But in you fact, don't need that. Yeah. I don't think so. No. I they, I just watched a video yesterday um, called the Waiter Makers, and it was it's the brand story. Really, how waiters are handcrafted hmm. by Sims, and yeah. it's really well done. Yeah. And it does it caters to that high end person. Mm -hmm. It caters to the two two people. I think the brand caters to. The fly fishing professional. There's, you know, there's quite a mm -hmm. few guides yeah. around the country, mm -hmm. and yes, if you are, if this is your job, yeah, you probably need the mm -hmm. top of the line yeah. brand, right? Mm -hmm. And I think they also cater to the people that you talk about. I'm not sure I'd call them fly fishers. They're the investment bankers who go yeah. out once a year, once right. every couple of years. They go out with outfitters, and you know, for them, yeah. they have to have the best. That's how right. they're. And we're they not think. we're not mocking that. We're no, just saying that that's just, just the reality. It's just what most it is. fly fishers are on a budget. Yeah. And you're trying to figure out how to maximize the gear that you have with the budget you have, as well as get out on the river as much as you can. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. um, so you have a pair of Sims waders. Yeah. Um, it was sounds like a great gift, but after 13 yeah. years, they're also still in play, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's that's yeah. a great brand, I right? Mean, but so are my Patagonia. They they've been in play for twenty years. So, yeah, it's interesting. You know, that's that's a thing. They're, uh, in fact, at the time, I know that the Sims waders were about sixty percent more in price. That, that is the retail price. Now I know that the friend I had got a discount, but you know, I don't know what it is because they gave it to me as a gift. But I, I just know from looking at the retail price of both those waders. Sims were 60% more, and the point is they're, they're both going strong today. So, yeah, if you have the money, you want to get Sims, that's great. But if you, if you pay a little bit less, I mean, you got that pair at Dan Bailey's. They're going strong, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, I tell you what, I purchased a pair of Dan Bailey's. Again, as you know how I choose brands. It was like, hey, I'm at a fly shop. I need a pair of waders. I've sprung a leak. Let's, uh, let's get some waders. So, 
um, I purchased a pair of Dan Bailey's and they have been so hardy. I, I do a lot of crawling up on runs, especially in the driftless now that we live in the Midwest, sneaking up. And I tell you what, my knees have just been so tough and the, they have just continued to work. They take a beating and keep on, what's, yeah. what's the phrase? Mm-hmm. Take a beating and keep on, on ticking. Ticking, yeah, right? that's yeah. it. So I, I've been really helpful, uh, really happy yeah. with them. I think those waders yeah. are between two and $300. Yeah. So they're not the low-end brand. So no, I, yeah. I, you know, I don't think you should purchase the low-end sure. stuff. But yeah. those middle-of-the-road waders, I think, are a good place they to, really uh, are. To, uh, to look for, they for, really for are. waders. Well, I hope that's helpful. A lot of stuff we could talk about. Some days we may talk about nets. Well, maybe just a, just a brief. Well, I would just say when it comes yeah. to nets, I have a uh, wooden handled net with a, I think it's a, pl- what's that? Yeah. Nylon, uh, right. the that, nylon that, net. That webbing. Yeah, yeah the webbing. Mesh, yeah. yeah. If I had it to do over again, I'd probably have a, um, I'd get the longer handle. Would you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because that way you don't have to to, to bend over. True, but you got to pack that baby. Yeah, that's, that's the, the issue. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And some of those, I think, some of those handles mm-hmm. are retractable. And uh, but I would I would purchase sure. a net if I were doing it again today. I'd purchase yeah. a net with a longer handle. Yeah. So now yeah, that makes sense. Well, it's time now for great stuff from our listeners. Here's a comment that a listener from Italy made about our podcast on fly fishing dangers. And I'm not sure, uh, here in the States we pronounce his name as David, but it has a knee on the end. Is that Davide? I have no idea. I don't know. And I've got a friend from Italy here in, uh, here in the Chicago area, Francesco. I should have asked him. But anyway, well, we're just going to say David with apologies, David, if you're listening. And you so sorry. pronounce your name differently. <laughs> we're a couple of... Uh, uh, yeah, Chicagoland uh, via Montana, North Dakota Duh, guys. bears. So, yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, this is what David said. He said, sometimes I leave my waiting staff in my car, and when it happens and my car is too far to go back and get it, I look for a good stick along the bank or close to the river before crossing it. Then I leave it along the opposite bank, so if I have to go back, it's ready to use. Man, that is spot on. I've done that so many times too. That's almost a hack. Yeah, there know? again, you don't have to pay a uh, hundred bucks like I just did <laughs> for a waiting staff. See, I still haven't purchased a waiting staff. <laughs> no, that's true. But uh, speaking yeah. of gear, <laughs> oh, yeah, I know, I know, I am that gearhead, right? That's a great idea. Yeah, it is. Well, that's going to do it for today. Hey, what advice can you offer about uh, gear for uh, new fly fishers? If you have some thoughts about uh, uh, gear, some insights, please share those. Go to twoguysinariver.com, comment on this podcast link. Uh, What tips would you offer uh, new fly fishers who are buying gear? You can find Two Guys in a River on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'd love for you to visit our podcast on iTunes and rate it. Give us a review. Also, you can download a podcast app on your phone and receive our weekly podcast. That's how I listen to most of the podcasts that I subscribe to. All right. Thanks again for listening. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. Until next time, we are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. (laughs) 